Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Labor Day weekend to everybody out there. We've got a holiday pod for you here. There's so much news to get to from the weekend around the NFL cutdown day and some big, massive contracts. And maybe the biggest news of all, Matt, is our fantasy football drafts, right? Absolutely. And I bring it up every year, you know, that we've done Locked On and now Peacock and Williamson, of course, that it's one of my absolute favorite weekends of the year. It's always Labor Day weekend. And they're all basically high school buddies and even guys that we went to high school with that aren't in the league come up. And this year was, I mean, just getting over it, to be honest with you. It was another awesome weekend. We went to Hidden Valley, which is like a a ski resort type place in the the mountains of PA, like two hours away. We're always in that neighborhood, the mountains. And it's just a lot of hanging out. We don't go anywhere. We sit around a fire. And there was only eight of us this year. Sometimes we get up to like 20, 25 with people coming from all over, but None of that this year, so we kept it real low-key, and it was a blast, and I am recovering a little bit, and it does me well right before the season. That, that Labor Day weekend party getaway gets me gets my mind right for you know the, the marathon we're about to dig into, and I can't wait. Yeah, same for me. I, I love that Labor Day weekend. I always have a bunch of drafts. I have three drafts today. Currently, we've got the Locked On Network Dynasty draft going. It's a slow draft. And then I just finished one. And then usually the big one that's that's in person that this year is going to be virtual that I have later after we record. We're recording this on Sunday for those of you uh, that might wonder if maybe there's some late breaking Sunday or early Monday morning news that we don't get to here. We're recording this Sunday between drafts for me, but it's always a big weekend. Always a lot of fun. I, I I hear you talking about being in front of a fire. I mean, it's for those who don't know, he's in Pittsburgh in the East Coast and uh, representing the West Coast over here for me, where it's over 100 degrees, it's triple digits. And the only fires going on in California right now are wildfires, unfortunately. And it's a hazy, smoky day. It's supposed to get up to 108 at some point in, in a lot of wow. towns in, in Central California and a little bit cooler on the coast. But man, yeah, couldn't be two completely different scenarios weather wise for us. Yeah, and I hope you guys are safe. I hope the whole area is and the people you know and your friends and neighbors and all that good stuff. I can hardly wrap my head around that. And it's funny because as I was leaving for the weekend, I was like, "Yeah, I have a long sleeve shirt pack. That's probably plenty. I'm definitely not going to take pants or anything. But there's a hoodie laying here. I'm just going to throw it in. Meanwhile, I mean, it was like 45 around it. Well, we have a huge fire, but I mean, I was in, if I had to bring that hoodie, it would have been a problem. So it was like perfect fall football weather. Stars are super clear and we had a good time. I'm sure a lot of people's fantasy drafts are a lot different this year because of COVID-19 and the way things are going. Definitely the case for me. Sounds like for you as well. Were you at least happy with your fantasy football draft and in your squad when it was over? Very. And do you want to me dig into it now, or do you yeah, want to maybe you know bring let's, it up later? Yeah, let's get into this right now while we're at okay. it. I, I'm interested to hear about how your draft went, because we had talked a lot about your draft strategy. I don't know where, what slot you had. Uh, no, I, I didn't 10. know what slot you yeah. had. Oh, you were 10. No, that's a good spot for you then, right? That's exactly what I wanted, and no one else really took that strategy. So at 10, I knew going in, once I got the 10 spot, I was going running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver. And the guys I got, I was very happy with. My first pick was Mixon at 10. And around the corner, Nick Chubb was still there. So I'm starting mixing in Nick Chubb every wow. week. I mean, I'm real happy with that. Is it PPR league? 
No, these guys are old school. We okay. finally got kickers out of the league you know, this year, <laughs> okay, so we could so have no extra roster spot for COVID. It's, I like it. It's hard to get rules changed in this league. Oh I mean, no, I hear you. When you've been yeah. in the same league for twenty years, and you're pretty steeped in in tradition, but so not a PPR league to still get Chubb in round two. I mean, that's that's a great pick. Yeah, I was very very happy with that, and then I said. I'm definitely going to go receiver, receiver, and there always are good ones there in that third, fourth round. But I didn't think Chris Godwin would be sitting there at the end of the third round. So I ran up and put the sticker on with Godwin, and then the round the corner got Allen Robinson. So I'm going to start those two every week. Wow, you're set. Yeah, I got Allen yeah. Robinson in our dynasty league. So um, I'm, I'm happy there. I've got a lot of stock in Jonathan Taylor this year. So I love that good. Colts offensive line. I'm feeling good about that strategy is there any uh any particular mid-round late round sleepers that you picked up or that you're targeting this year for those people that still haven't drafted when they're listening to this monday um there was quite a few that fell in my lap that i was happy with because even in that fifth round i got dj chark who's going to be my flex every week and then i felt so strong with those five i figured i'm going to take jk dobbins ahead of schedule in the sixth round and just let him marinate because his ceiling is so high so that worked out quite well, and you know I, Carson Wentz was my quarterback. Usually, I am a lot worse at quarterback than that. T.J. Hawkinson's my tight end. I'm backing those up with uh, Joe Burrow and Chris Herndon, guys I think have high ceilings. I took both of the Patriot running backs, and I didn't plan on that at all. But Damian Harris and James White. So we'll see. I mean, they're both kind of safe, and we'll see. But I think Harris has a chance to take that thing over. And then I took some wild card guys like Reichwall Armstead and Brett Bashad Perryman, Preston Williams, Curtis Samuel, super late in, in a deep, deep draft. So I was happy with it. I'm an anti running back or a Patriots running back guy. The, the, yeah, it's like, too. it's always so hard to figure out what they're going to do. And I've been burned by it many times. Sony Michelle dating all the way back for, you know, a decade. So uh, I always just avoid it, even though they, they get, to the point where it's like, oh man, maybe I should I should pounce here. That's where like, it was. Yeah, yeah it's like, oh, that was not my plan game. at all. My keeper league started. I asked you about how I should strategize that keeper league, and yeah. I did go rookie rookie with my picks two and pick five that I had in this league, and it was Jonathan Taylor at two, and I was surprised to see Cam Akers there still at five. Uh, I thought it was going to be wow. J.K. Dobbins. I, I went Cam Akers ahead of J.K. Dobbins, and I feel great about the start of that draft because I really need a running back and I wanted to go running back, running back right there. And I don't think that could have started any better. Yeah, that's a really strong start. And you might be real happy about it come, you know, week eight or so. Yeah. And when I'm declaring my keepers and both of them are first round picks next year, that'll look real nice. Yeah, that sets up really well for you. How'd you do with the rest of it? Uh, yeah, I felt really good about it. Yeah. Um, I, I went a little bit rookie heavy, which I tend to. Sometimes it burns me. Sometimes it doesn't. But with the way uh, this draft class is at wide receiver, I ended up with Jerry Judy with my next pick. And um, I just, I feel really good. It's independent. I don't want to, it's IDP league too. So I don't want to go too deep into in the guys I selected. But uh, I do feel really good about this draft. And I kept Kittle and I drafted Gronk. So that's an interesting one. I mm. might have a super powerhouse tight end situation. Um, and I have some covers there in case one of those guys gets hurt. I, I'm interested to see how Gronk's. Gronk gets utilized. I think he's going to be a third down monster for, for Tom Brady in Tampa. Yeah, you 100% might be right. I think we talked about it Friday. I mean, he's the last guy that I would doubt or discredit in any way, especially with fantasy and touchdowns being so important. I keep thinking, boy, he may play 60% of the snaps and still end up with 14 touchdowns. You know, I mean, right. that just might be his role. 
There's a brand new Tampa Bay Buck. And Adrian, or not Adrian Peterson, I'm sorry. I keep lumping Adrian Peterson and Leonard Fournette into the same group. Leonard Fournette travels to Tampa. Uh, Adrian Peterson has found a new home. There's a ton of big contracts that were divvied out this weekend. Cuts were made. We'll get into all of that coming up here on Peacock and Williamson. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays, and you can see all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. So go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. We mentioned how things are so much different for our fantasy football drafts, and the world is different because of COVID-19 right now, but it affected the NFL too. No preseason games. We saw much fewer waiver claims this year than we've ever seen. There were only 17 players claimed off of waivers, less than half than the number last year. I think it was 38 were selected or were claimed last year off of waivers, only 17 this year. In some years, it's closer to 50. So that was actually a huge factor and a lot of teams probably able to stash guys that maybe in most years wouldn't have been unclaimed because they would have showed out in the preseason. And those teams get to keep those players under wraps and keep them in-house on their practice squad. Frankly, I kind of saw that coming. And some of this is my scouting background that people might not know this, but when you're a college scout, and and I did kind of both with the Browns, but when you're a college scout, there is about a month where you become a pro scout, and that's during the preseason where they send every scouting body they can, pro or college, to all sorts of preseason games. And you don't go to Saints versus the Bears to scout Khalil Mack and Drew Brees. You know, they give you a list of like 10 guys that are on those teams' roster bubbles that maybe we could use. Well, there was none of that this year. There's no tape even. So claiming somebody would either have to be an agent that you really trust saying, hey, his knee's fine, or he didn't get a crack there or something like that. I mean, some sort of relationship you have or, wow, we had a huge, you know, college grade on this rookie and we would have drafted him in the fifth round, but it didn't go that way. We already drafted that position. Now we can get a crack at him for free. Maybe we'll try that. And then I saw a couple instances of this and, I'll bring it back to the Steelers, but the Steelers claimed Josh Dobbs and Sean Davis, both of whom were former Steelers that left for whatever reason, one in free agency, one uh, for a small trade. So you better be darn familiar is what I'm saying is to grab somebody off other teams because you haven't got a chance to evaluate them. Right. Yeah. And Dobbs very familiar. So they got a draft pick for Dobbs when they gave him up. They could have used him last year. So that was the downfalls. They didn't have him last year and had to roll Duck Hodges out there who's not on the team anymore. But they were able to bring him back for free. So you get a free draft pick out of it. But you yeah. really could have used Dobbs last year, probably. But now he's back. And I think things are right in Pittsburgh huh? in the quarterback room. I would assume I need to do a little more homework on it. But, you know, and, and then Sean Davis, is, there's a lot of instances like these around the league. 
He leaves. He gets a $2 million signing bonus with Washington. They cut him. Steelers sign him, so he comes right back, you know, and has $2 million in his pocket so for a training camp. Thanks, you know. I think the two most shocking cuts around the NFL, and both came down before cut day, were Adrian Peterson and quarterback Josh Rosen. I mean, the yeah. Josh Rosen thing is amazing because he goes from a top 10 draft pick immediately the team he's drafted by the Arizona Cardinals the next year drafts a quarterback number one and Kyler Murray trades him away. And then one more year after that, Miami cuts him loose and now he's on a practice squad. I mean, I've never seen things happen that quickly. It takes teams much longer usually to move on from a top 10 quarterback. It is. It's crazy. I mean, most of it's his fault, of course. I mean, if you would have come in and light it up and you were awesome from the beginning, Obviously, none of these things would have happened. And But, man, I mean, I think people forget that Cardinals offense, the one that he ran as a rookie and others were behind center, that, that helped them earn the first overall pick to get Kyler Murray. I mean, this is pre-Kingsbury, was maybe the worst offense I've ever seen. I mean, like, it was historically bad. I mean, yards per play was garbage, which Rosen contributed to. But it wasn't exactly an environment to come in and have success. So I was all in favor of the Dolphins making the move for him then. It wasn't a huge investment because I liked him coming out of school. I hear he's not necessarily the easiest fellow to be around, and that probably doesn't help things either. But then the Dolphins, you know, same thing almost. I mean, it's almost an unprecedented start to his career to be usurped by these two huge prospects year after year and really didn't show much to – you know, period. You know, we still don't know a ton about him, except for obviously everything we th- know about him is a negative situation or he wouldn't have been on these three teams now. But now he's on the Bucks practice squad. Go sit next to Mr. Brady, Josh. Yeah, I mean, that's the best place for him. I, I love the landing yeah. spot for him. And if he's going to figure it out and it, it's got to be upstairs for him, right? He's got a nice arm. He, he does seem a little lackadaisical with his his attitude. And, I, you know, I don't know him well enough to say if that's what it is. But there's got to be something where there's no fire lit there. And if, if TB12 can't light that fire, Bruce Arians, I mean, that seems like the perfect spot. If it's not going to happen there and he's not going to become an NFL quarterback, then it's just not going to happen for him. I tend to think so. You know, I... I'm a big fan of high pedigree guys, especially at that position. Once they get to be 26, 27 years old and don't fulfill their, you know, their uh, potential and, and still have ability. I love grabbing those type of players and bringing them in for the, on the cheap and see what happens, you know, but we may hear, never hear from them again. And chances are that's going to be closer to the truth. We talked about Adrian Peterson's Hall of Fame resume after he was cut. How do you feel about his landing spot in Detroit? I thought he'd get picked up. I mean, I think we talked about this on Friday that I think we came up with six or seven names of teams that made some sense that could use that type of guy. But what I took away from it was, and really this is just the offseason reading the tea leaves as a whole, I bet they have no medical faith in carry on Johnson. Yeah. And DeAndre Swift, the rookie too is banged up. Right. But I mean, even just the drafting of Swift told us that about Johnson. Yeah, Good point. Then he got banged up, but I would imagine Peterson is going to get the early downs and Swift's going to be the receiving back until Swift can, you know, become the man hopefully, but it doesn't bode well for carry on Johnson. Talk about maybe having a quick career. And talk about draft. DeAndre Swift was somebody I, I kind of eyed in a lot of drafts and now it's just as far as redraft go, I, I don't know. I, that's a backfield I'm just avoiding. And I like all three running backs, but I, I don't know where to go with it, and I don't know where to spend the resources. 
Unless yeah. somebody's there super late, then maybe take a flyer and one of them runs with the job at some point. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't done enough fantasy work since Peterson got signed. But I would be, if Swift drops two rounds because of that signing, I'm interested. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like the New yeah. England backfield thing. When it becomes such an obvious screaming discount, then you make the pick. If not, I'm not interested. Right, right. I mean, it's certainly on the avoid list. A lot of dollars being divvied out aside from players who were cut and claimed and practice squads are all filled out. But I want to talk about Jadamian Clowney actually first here while we have a couple minutes. And then segment three, we'll talk about the the new long-term contracts that were given out this weekend. Jadavian Clowney, after a weird little dance with the Saints and Titans, uh, maybe the Titans and Clowney both listened to our advice from Friday. He ends up with the Tennessee Titans. And I think you said it on Friday. I wonder if he knows where he's going to go all alone, all along, and just didn't want to go to camp. And I kind of feel like he knew where he wanted to go all along and just didn't want to go to camp. <laughs> yeah, I think that I, I'm starting to think that that's actually the way it happened. And then even last minute, maybe getting an extra couple of dollars from the Titans too, with the Saints jumping in. And there was reports that he was going to sign with Tennessee. And then all of a sudden it was like, hold on, he hasn't made a decision yet. And he's like, okay, let's keep this going. I like this bidding war right now. Even if it's only for a one-year contract, let's keep this going. But Clowney ends up in Tennessee. Perfect fit. Love it there for everybody involved. Yeah, I do too. And and just from a football perspective, well, they also said they're not going to, I guess they made some kind of agreement with them. They are not going to franchise him after the year. So Fair enough. They're getting him for a year and go from there. Um, we know that he's much more of a big power edge guy than Landry or Beasley. Those guys are more finesse, speed, you know, not real thickly built. So I think he's a good complement on early downs in that regard. But I fully expect them, and because Vrabel did this with, in, in Houston with, with Clowney, is to bump him inside on throwing downs next to Simmons because remember, Casey's now with the Broncos, and they have some other good defensive tackles already in Tennessee, but none of them are real pass rushers. There's a lot of power players at their defensive tackle position. So I think Clowney's an early down end, and then he kicks inside, and they also will walk him around at times, too, in a two-point stance. So I think they'll get the most out of him. I love that that front and it's going to be multiple. You can use them in a ton of different ways. He could be a stand-up defensive tackle is the way I, I describe Jadavian Clowney sometimes. And uh, I love that role for him. And you've got the bendy guy on the other side with Harold Landry. You've got Simmons inside Beasley. There's a lot of pieces there and they can really utilize their talents all uh, individually the best way they can. And Clowney fits in great with that because you can plug him in in multiple spots. Right, right. I mean, the, the fit makes an awful lot of sense. Even guys like Rashawn Evans behind him are pretty good blitzers. So I think they'll generate a fair amount of pressure. And he's an exceptional run stopper. Not always sack numbers with Clowney. Disruption equals production, though. And he's one of the the poster children in the NFL for that. Next, I want to talk contracts here, Matt. Long-term deals, not just one-year contracts, not just claiming and and, uh, putting people on your practice squad. We've got some monster money getting paid out here to start the 2020 season. New contracts for Keenan Allen, Trey White, and of course, quarterback Deshaun Watson next on Peacock and Williamson. Big hungry, little bit of time. Built Bar then is for you, and you'll feel good about grabbing a Built Bar as whatever. Morning, midday snack, a meal replacement. If you're looking to stay in shape, you want to feel good about a high-protein, low-sugar protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, go to BuiltBar.com. Get a box with a very special 
discount. Promo code locked on for $10 off your next order. Not only is it low calorie, low sugar, high protein, but high fiber and even great for a keto diet. Peanut butter, my favorite flair, 19 grams of protein, only 180 calories and 5 grams of sugar. Uh, if you want to go with the new cookies and cream flavor, 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Build your own box of Built Bars or get one of the 18 fantastic flavors that are covered in 100% chocolate and use promo code Locked On. You'll get $10 off your next order. Promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. The Houston Texans, $111 million in guarantees. Four-year, $160 million contract, 39 mil per year for quarterback Deshaun Watson. I guess it's kind of a no-brainer. I mean, it would have been news if they didn't sign him or if they you know, did anything but this. Um, I think we mentioned this recently that I love this player, and I had some questions about him coming out of school. I was really, really wrong. I think he's on a you know, career trajectory just so slightly under Lamar and Mahomes and on that path to where Wilson already is. But I feel like we haven't given him enough appreciation because Lamar and Mahomes have just dominated that, you know, that that feel in the AFC the last two years, both winning so many games and MVPs. But I think Watson is right there with a potentially transcendent quarterback. And I know people gave Bill O'Brien a really hard time for the Hopkins trade. But I was told there was more to that, that it was kind of like when Cam Newton was becoming the man in Carolina, they traded Steve Smith because Steve Smith was a massive locker room presence. And now it's your team, Cam. Well, I think that was part of the Hopkins thing, too, is we're going to have a lot of weapons instead of one. We're not going to force feed targets to this guy. It is Deshaun's team now. And I'm I'm for it. I mean, I didn't love the deal. Don't get me wrong. but. I also think, man, this team's going to have a hard time with roster construction going forward. They have big contracts and not many draft picks, and uh, some of their young guys better pan out in the mid-rounds. Watson signed through 2025. I'm looking at that 39 mil per year. Watson's going to, just like I, I talked about with Dak, the way this works out, and I know there's that half-billion-dollar contract, and it looks so good and it looks so massive for Patrick Mahomes, I bet Deshaun Watson makes more actual cash and Dak Prescott. They make more actual cash when we recount this thing at 2025 when his deal's up again and 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 who knows, maybe that leads into another bigger deal. More money overall take home than Patrick Mahomes. And, I th- I think and we did kind of say that at the time when yeah. Mahomes got, got, everyone's like, wow, that's the biggest contract ever. I can't believe the sport's going that way, but... When you break it down, it's not that much. Like the Chiefs may have got a real bargain there. I think they did. I love what the Chiefs yeah. did because it looks massive. And, it, you know, from a PR standpoint, it's great for both Mahomes and great for the Chiefs. And it is a lot of money and it is a long term deal. But uh, when you break it down, I think it, it turns out to be a really a fantastic deal for probably the most valuable player in the NFL. Um, speaking of the most valuable, you, you mentioned it just a second ago. How far away or do you think Deshaun Watson could reach the Mahomes level? Like, how far behind is he? Not much. I mean, Mahomes 
will always be a more talented thrower of the football. But I think in terms of creativity, reading defenses, mental toughness, processing, I think they're very, very similar. Mahomes just has otherworldly, you know, uh, you know, passing skills, right. you know, yeah, the, 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 the RPMs he generates and all off that platform, the arm strength, but yes. Watson throws one of the best looking deep balls in the league. I think actually, I think probably Russell Wilson's the better comp for what Deshaun Watson could become like the trajectory he's on with his career, which is a fantastic place to yeah. be. Yeah. It's a fantastic place to play. I mean, it's a, a, a perennial top five quarterback pace. The chargers and pro bowl wide receiver Keenan Allen have agreed to terms on a new contract extension. Uh, This one, more than $80 million. I mean, pales in comparison to these quarterback contracts, but a nice deal for Keenan Allen has been among one of the best chain movers in the NFL since he came into the league in 2013. $80 million, four-year extension, second highest paid wide receiver now in the NFL. Yeah, I didn't know that this would get done. I mean, the Chargers entered this offseason with a lot of guys ready to become free agents after next year. They gave Bosa huge money. They did whatever they did to make Ingram happy and get him back in camp, which isn't the long-term fix. So I kind of thought someone like Allen, who I still think is really, really good, and maybe his fantasy numbers won't produce the same way without Rivers, but it's such an important piece to them. I just thought at his age, maybe he'd be the one that suffered and they'd give it to Hunter Henry or whomever, you know, somebody else. But this team's got a pretty good core. I mean, if by chance, and I'm not, I think both of us have our reservations. What if Herbert is good? Like, if you can get a cost controlled quarterback for the next four or five years and he's actually pretty darn good, they're going to be pretty well set. That's interesting. And they paid Bosa, and Keenan Allen was the guy that I all along thought he's going to be in another uniform. Soon. Yeah, and, and I thought for sure, and maybe if they started losing some games, maybe even a trade candidate this year. But obviously, the Chargers have other plans, and they're divvying, divvying out a lot of money. And I think you nailed it. Long-term quarterback, cost-controlled, you could spend money in a lot of other places. I think that's what they're banking on. Now Herbert just has to become good. Just has to become good. And hopefully, you know, unlike our Rosen conversation earlier, they can put enough things around them and ball control it up and nice, easy throws to Keenan Allen out of the slot that they can make his life a little easier while he grows. But he does have ability. I mean, I, I feel like I'm I'm always banging on Herbert, but yeah. I do think he's a good prospect. There's a lot there. Just wish he was a little bit of a quicker processor. And, and I hate to comment on these things, but just doesn't seem like the Watson-like leader. Yeah, and that's hard to find, and it's it's yeah. it's a rare quality, and that's what makes the great ones great. But if you're going to develop a quarterback, having a go-to target like Keenan Allen absolutely helps. So uh, this makes a lot of sense, even though it was a little bit more surprising than I think some of the other deals we've seen this offseason. The last one I want to get into today here is another massive contract. This one from the Buffalo Bills for star cornerback Tredavious White. Four years, $69 million, some incentives with this one that could get uh, with Pro Bowls and things uh, up over the $70 million mark, $55 million of that one in guarantees, which is nice. It's a, it's a big chunk of guarantees, even though the top dollar amount isn't as much as some of the other deals we've talked about. Yeah, great player coming off a great year on a really good defense. Seems to get better every year. Very, very important to their scheme. He's one of the few that will do a fair amount of true shadowing and, and go wherever the opponent's top guy is. 
that allows them to be a little weaker at the second corner spot. Um, really good all around player again in his prime. And I, I, I can't harp on this enough, but when I see teams doing these extensions, makes me feel a lot better about the future cap and the overall state of the league and those type of things. Even though we did see some guys, and I wanted to talk about this more on Friday, that on, on cut down day, we did see some veterans lose tiebreakers, in my opinion. Like, eh, if I can save $2 million and cut this punter or try the rookie out, I'm going to try the rookie out and take that $2 million and maybe roll it over next year. 49ers did that. They restructured D Ford's contract and people thought, oh man, are they going to go after Clowney? Are they going to do something big? And John Lynch was talking about it today. He said, yeah, no, this is, uh, this is just record keeping. This is rolling over for next year. He didn't say those words, but essentially that's what they're doing. You know, they're, they're trying to save some cap going into next year and they still have some big things they need to do with Richard Sherman and, and Trent Williams. So I think a lot of teams are, you know, putting one eye on next year. If they have a little bit of money left over this year, maybe to, uh, to make sure they, they signed some players long-term like Tredavious White and like Keenan Allen to make sure they don't lose them in a funky off-season coming up. And I think for the players, it's a smart time for them to do long-term deals before this right. off-season upcoming when who knows what that salary cap is going to look like and teams have to make some hard cuts. And then, yeah, you're seeing some other teams like, look, a few million dollars rolled over in the next year's cap could really save us in 2021. Yeah, I 100% agree with all that. And some of these dudes that are core special teamers or an older backup safety or guard or whatever, eh, we'll just try the, the draft pick and use that money. And it's really like buying a little bit of insurance, you know, like we're just, we're, we're creating some revenue for next year that we can fall back on. Looking at Tredavious White long-term through the four years of this contract extension, he could be the best or at least top three for most of it. Like I love this deal because you're mm-hmm. paying a guy for peak production and you mentioned it he travels Uh, he's a true shutdown type of cornerback that a defense can lean on and do so many other things when you have that type of player out there Richard Sherman's getting older uh, Stephon Gilmore getting older I wouldn't be shocked if for most of that contract Tredavious White is the best cover cornerback in the NFL yeah Uh, I mean I hadn't thought of it through that lens I think Jalen Ramsey's an utter freak and I know he's a little more inconsistent, but I think if I'm drafting any group, if I'm grabbing any corner, I'll take him and just roll the dice because I think he's very athletically special, but you're right. I mean, who is that next wave to compete with white? I mean, is a guy like Lattimore or Akuda, you know, I mean, somebody that's just bursting into the league now, you know, but you're right. I mean, I would feel pretty confident if I'm the bills to say, this is a top, one to five player at his position over the next three years. There are some other contenders there, but I would take Tredavious White over almost all of them except for Ramsey. I think you nailed it with Ramsey. Uh, and wow, what kind of money is Ramsey going to get coming That's up soon? That's what I was thinking too. All right. He'll blow away that $70 million over four years that White just signed for, right? He'll get closer to the, I, I, I'm sure he'll be angling for a $100 million contract. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets it, which is a ton more than what White got. Yeah, I think you're right. And, and he, he has all the leverage in the world. He has all the leverage in the world. He's sitting pretty, really important to that defense, too. He's another one of those guys that, kind of like a Rod Woodson, that if he wants to, I bet he could easily move the safety in year 10, too. Oh, absolutely, yeah. No he, doubt. He can, yeah. he can do whatever he wants, and he's got the mentality to do that, too. Yeah, great player. All right, out of time here, Matt. Good stuff. Everybody, be safe out there. Enjoy your holiday 
as odd as it might be this year compared to other years. I hope you enjoy your fantasy football drafts, whether they are in person or virtual as mine are. And we'd love to hear about your drafts. What'd you think about the drafts that Matt and I had talked about that we had? Hit me up at BD Peacock on Twitter. Matt is at Williamson NFL. And we'll be back with you Tuesday right here. Peacock and Williamson NFL show.